0: part 1 chapter 1 of life and lillian gish this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by linda ulson fytak los angeles life and lillian gish by albert bigelow pain part 1 chapter 1 a girl-child born with a call. When Lillian was six, she found herself with a company, one night stands mostly, trooping through the Middle West. The golden-haired child actress who supplied the beauty and pathos in a melodrama variously known as The Red Schoolhouse and In Convict Stripes, all of which had come about reasonably enough, as reasonably as... Anything is likely to happen in a world where nothing seems at all reasonable until we begin taking it to pieces. On an evening in October, the 14th to be exact, 1896, in a very modest dwelling in Springfield, Ohio, May Gish, Mary Robinson Gish, born McConnell, waited for her first child. She was barely twenty. And it was hardly more than a year earlier that James Gish, a traveling salesman, young, handsome, winning, had found her at Urbana and, after a whirlwind wooing, had carried her off a bride to Springfield. No one knew very much of Gish from that mysterious Dutch region of Pennsylvania. He had drifted into Springfield, made friends easily and found work there with a wholesale grocery. He might be Dutch himself. Gish could easily have been Gish, or French. A legend has it that the name had once been Guise or De Guise, all rather indefinite today. On the other hand, everybody in Urbana knew about pretty May McConnell, whose grandfather Robinson had been in the state senate. Who had a president, Zachary Taylor, and a poetess, Emily Ward, somewhere in her family, whose father was a very respectable dealer in saddlery and harness, with a spirited dapple-grey horse in his big show window. Ah, oh, well, it is all so accidental, even though some of us do not believe in accidents and talk knowingly of a great law of a weaver who sits at the loom of circumstance still it was natural enough that now within a year from her marriage pretty magish should be looking up from her window at the thronging stars wondering how a baby soul could find its way among them to her tiny room a girl-child Born with a call, supposed to mean good fortune, even occult power. Mary Gish did not much concern herself with this superstition. She had been rather strictly raised. When she gave her daughter the name of Lillian and added Diana, Lillian because she was so fair and Diana because a big moon looked into her window, she thought it a happy combination. And hoped well for it, no more than that. End of part one, chapter one. Recording by Linda Olson Fytak.